0: It's episode 23 of Life's a Garden. Welcome back to Life's a Garden. Today's guest is an outdoorsman, enjoys fishing. He, in my opinion, is a master of the backyard barbecue. But most importantly, he is the lead guitar player in our band, Cutthroat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Andrew Miller.
1: Hi guys. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh no. Just uh hanging out.
0: Yeah, had some work today.
1: Yeah. Gotta love working fun. on a Saturday. It's great. Everybody should do it. Oh and yeah. Literally everybody.
0: Of course, yeah. Let's crack open these beers. This, this, before we get into it, this is beer that Drew brewed himself.
1: I did. It was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't come up with a recipe on my own, though. Okay. But it's just a recipe kit from Brewers Best. It was their Holiday Ale. Hmm. Uh, I think it's a brown ale is what it is, and I don't have a hydrometer, so I can't tell you what the ABV is. I can only tell you that it's supposed to yield between seven and eight percent. So we're probably going to feel pretty damn good by the time we're done. <laughs> right on. But.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good color. Yep.
1: Yeah, it came out really well. You know, I've had a few people come over and try it, and they liked it pretty well. I'll probably make it again, but.
0: Right on. Because, yeah, I tried that. Ooh, yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Good look at that. Um, I tried that other one you had, and that was like a. Uh,
1: That that one was an apple, uh, a hard cider. That's what that one was. That one was... That one was homemade, actually. Yeah, that one, I did not use a recipe kit. I just went to the store and bought some uh, apple cider and just added some yeast to it and uh, I think some cinnamon sticks Mm -hmm. and just let it ferment, you know, on a fermenter for, I think, two weeks. And then you can bottle it and let it bottle condition. It has to sit in the bottles again for another couple weeks, but... Then after that, you can chill it and try it out if it's any good.
0: Right on. Well, cheers.
1: Cheers, dude. Let's take a... see how this bad boy did Oh, yeah. That's good. That's not bad. I like that.
0: It's a little bitter, but not like... No, it's not. It's not, not overbearing. It's, mm-mm. It's like the right amount of bitter, where yeah, it's like you get that I, little bit of a kick.
1: I think the IBUs on this one was like thirty, so that's that's about where you want. Yeah, I don't really like anything that's over thirty because that's like eating a sour head.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I hear you there. So. Um, so explain to everybody at home who I'm assuming none of them know how to actually brew beer unless they work at a brewery. Mm-hmm. Explain how you would like do the home making of brewing because I've actually mm-hmm. I've actually done wine before mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fun. I'm assuming it's similar. But I've never done beer, so...
1: Yeah, I I think it's similar. I've never... I'm not sure how... I'm, like, the opposite of you. I don't know how you would do wine, but... um, For me, I bought uh, a kit from northern brewery, and that came with a great big three-gallon kettle that you use on your stove, uh, a huge spoon, uh, and then you're going to wind up with a couple of buckets. You're going to have your fermenting bucket, and then you're going to have a bottling bucket. Uh, and then you'll also get... If you buy the kits that come with your equipment, they'll usually come with a recipe, too. Uh, and that's going to have, like, your hops and your yeast and your uh, uh, dry malt extract and your liquid malt extract. And you're essentially... It's just like cooking anything else, really. If if you can read instructions on a box or read a recipe to cook dinner, you can you can make beer. Okay. So, it's just a, a process. You just do what it says you usually start of course with boiling your water mm-hmm. uh and then you'll add your grains usually in a, a muslim bag okay uh, it's great essentially like a great big tea bag really yeah yeah you just you just sit in there and then you just let it sit like uh, for maybe 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. pull it you add uh hops and all that other stuff and anyways when you're done with that you just dump it over to a fermenter let it set for a few weeks um you can let it set in that fermenter uh for the full time they say to ferment it or you can do what i do and move it to with, with this one i did uh, a secondary fermenter and they said to, they say to do that because it, it, clar- it adds a lot of clarity to your beer it's not so dirty tasting right kind of funky you know uh and it I'd say it really works, so... Okay. You you could certainly do that.
0: And this is the first one you've done the double...
1: Yeah, when when I've done the secondary fermentation. Okay.
0: And this is only the second beer you've brewed,
1: or is this... That's the third. Okay. The third one. The the first one I ever did came with that Northern Brewery kit. And that one was a Hefeweizen. It turned out pretty good. Right on. The second one I did was supposed to be like a pumpkin beer from... uh, Uh, Northern Brewery, and that turned out not so good. Really? (laughs) It was gross. Mm -hmm. It was not pumpkin-y, not fall tasting at all. It was just...
0: (laughs) Right, well, that's kind of how our wines turned out, me and my Mm -hmm. buddy. Well, actually, my buddy, he's the one who started doing it, and he just grabbed me along for the ride, and I just... It was interesting to learn how to do it. Yeah. And I don't think we did it wrong. I just think... Because with wine, it has to, you know ferment for a lot longer i how what's the ferment time on on the beer
1: about six weeks maybe eight yeah it's like six months for yeah that's for a wine. long time
0: and you have to you're supposed to constantly switch it out with uh because you, you come i don't know about the beer i think it's it's probably in the buckets too right mm-hmm. however big a size you want to do mm-hmm. and you got the little air capped right the little uh
1: the airlock right yeah, so so leather. that all the yep
0: air can get in, but nothing... Or, all the air can get out, but nothing can get in. And so, you're supposed to, like, filter it out every couple of weeks or something like that into a new bucket. And it's really, really easy. You have to make sure everything's disinfected with the wine and stuff. Yeah. You probably Same don't have... with beer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because yeah, you don't want any bacteria or anything yeah. going in there. And then, I think that's just what ended up happening with... We had one batch of... We were doing four batches of wine, and we did... Um, Only one of them turned out. But it was the biggest batch, and it was the one we were the most excited for. We did, like, a mango strawberry, I think is Mm -hmm. what it was. And then we we did a peach wine, a cherry wine, which I was so upset that that one didn't work out because it was a deep blood red, and it looked delicious. Yeah. And then we... Because, yeah, you can do different... It's so weird with wine. You can do different flavors. Like, you can even do, like, weed, like you can, you can, it's just, really? yeah. I've I'm, never heard of that. I've never heard, never heard of that either. I've never thought of it. <laughs> but you, I mean, obviously you would need a lot of weed. Yeah. Yeah. But like anything that can be, cause it, like you said, it's like a mesh bag, right? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And that's what you do with wine too. It's just, you put the fruit in there, whatever fruit you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then it's tricky with wine too, because you know, you have to add your sugar
1: Do you do sugar with beer, too? Mm, Yeah, but it's, uh, what do they call it? It's corn sugar is what it is. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Because, yeah, with with wine, you just do straight-up sugar. You just boil the sugar. Mm -hmm. And it's all based on, like, the sugar to yeast amount that makes the alcohol, your level of alcohol content. You can kind of figure it out beforehand. But Mm -hmm. with wine, you have to factor in the sugar of the fruit, too. Yeah. I think we did a pineapple one was the other one we did. They all they all ended up going bad except for the mango. Damn. But we tried it. Man, that was the strongest wine I've ever had. It. <laughs> I I think we figured it was like fifteen to sixteen percent. Holy shit. Yeah. It, it actually and it tasted like just straight liquor. I know it was you know liquor's obviously a higher alcohol content. Yeah. But yeah. The way it tasted, it had like that dragon's breath. You know.
1: Yeah. Knock you on your ass. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, your fluid. And it wasn't
0: necessarily like the tastiest wine, but it was. It was uh, it was alcoholic and drinkable. So. Yeah. It was our first stab at it, but no, this tastes like straight up out of a brewery.
1: Yeah, and I'm hoping the next the next time I make a beer, I'm I'm just gonna come up with my own recipe. I've got kind of a, a guide at home, a a book that's the name of it's How to Brew. Hmm. And it's supposed to be one of the one of the better books if you really want to get into it, uh, but my goal at some point in time would be to actually open up a, a brewery or a, or a brewery slash smokehouse that would somewhere be I could host my own events and serve my own beer and serve my own food to people.
0: That's yeah. that would be really cool. And honestly, like I've actually thought about doing the same, well, just a bar. But honestly, breweries are the things that are hitting it big right oh, now. Oh yeah, they're like,
1: taking off. For and if, sure.
0: with all this stuff going on economically like pretty soon will be the best time to buy up properties and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean obviously maybe that's something you're thinking about later down the road. Mm-hmm. But I mean market prices might be pretty good here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know about here but we breweries don't fail here man. No, they don't. I think I heard they just somewhere <laughs> Yeah. I
1: think
0: I heard somewhere that we have Montana has, like, the third or fourth most breweries per, I, I think, just in a state. I think California's one, Colorado's one of them, and then we're up there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who else, but we're one of the top, brewer, like, just local brewery uh I believe states. it, man. And we got some I, good I ones, it.
1: too. Yeah, Kettle House is, like, my all-time favorite. Yeah, I love Kettle House. Yellowstone's good. Angry Hanks Angry Hanks is amazing I love Street Fight That is a really good red red beer
0: Yeah I'm trying to think of What this reminds me It kind of does remind me A little bit of like a Cold Smoke mm-hmm. So I, Which I love Cold Smoke Yeah oh. Is Cold Smoke a red ale?
1: That one's a Scotch ale it, Oh it's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right And mm-hmm. this
0: is a, You said a brown ale? That
1: one's a, Yeah it's a brown It's pretty similar though They are really similar Which you is I almost can't tell the difference You know
0: Right, like I can, yeah, no, for sure, it's it's very good, and then, um, and that cider that you made too, it was pretty um I e- I don't know, it was easy drinking, mm-hmm. but it was it had some high alcohol content, like it was yeah, it also yeah, it, it was buzzing me up. up pretty quick, <laughs> which I assume I'll feel the same with this,
1: yeah, guaranteed, i've uh. I've had a few of these before, going to bed before I had to work the next day, and it was only like maybe two or three, and I woke up feeling like, crap. That's <laughs> not enjoyable. <laughs>
0: right. Well, I got you a water there just so. Excellent. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm going to want to keep up on that. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. about So the brewery. What, what would be your idea for that?
1: Uh, I don't. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it, really. It would, it'd it probably revolve around, like, rock and roll and things like that. That's
0: pretty cool, though. Not so
1: much, uh, I'm not big into sports. I like them, but I just don't follow them, so I probably wouldn't have much for, you know, sport-related themes going on there. But the, And there's so many of those anyway. Exactly, yeah. I'd rather have something that revolves around music, you know, something that's driven me my whole life anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have a bad day at work, you're... You just uh, met the girl of your dreams, blah, blah, blah. There's a song for that. Right,
0: right. <laughs> you know? Well, and it, especially right now, we know just as much as anybody, we're all, always looking for places to play. Absolutely. And it seems like any more, well, especially now, obviously, there's less and less, but I mean, even before that, there's only been so many, like, really choice places to mm-hmm. play music. Yeah. And adding more of those is not gonna hurt anybody. No. Plus you pull people from other areas you know, you can get bands from Bozeman or anywhere from mm. the states, even from out of state, to come in, play a show and then talk about your brewery and
1: Yeah, word of mouth just spreads. And... Yeah. So
0: it's cross promotional, you talk about their music and they talk about your beer and mm. especially if it's your own beer and stuff, yeah, that'd be Oh, that'd be amazing. Hell yeah. Call it, call it Drew's brews.
1: That's a good idea. I haven't yet to come up with a name for it yet, but mm. when we get a little bit closer, I will. You, you know?
0: definitely have to at least have a beer called Drew's brew
1: <laughs> or the Drew. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: A cold, a cold glass a cold of Drew. Drew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be awesome. Made with love. Made, right. made with love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. Yeah, I've always thought about having opening up like a bar or something like that. I thought it'd be. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So I might uh go in on that with you if you feel like doing something like that.
1: Yeah, I'd be. Uh, I'd be down for sure.
0: Call it cutthroats. <laughs>
1: no, I've
0: always liked having names separate. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'll, you know, if the band ever didn't work out, then you wouldn't want that
1: yeah why would you still want that name right and, s- and vice versa you know yeah if,
0: if you open up a brewery and then it just doesn't work out and then you got the band and it's just the same name as the brewery it's always nice having different things i've i've tried to do that even with like stuff i like with this you know i didn't want to call mm-hmm. it you know the cutthroat right,
1: podcast cut, the cutthroat talk yeah <laughs> cutthroat
0: corner <laughs> with craig <laughs> right um yeah man uh and then you said smokehouse too
1: yeah because you yeah but you know, all I got that trigger f- and now i'm absolutely hooked i ah, do no, smoking dude, anything kill it
0: on that so would you come up with you come up with recipes all the time for stuff like that
1: i yeah i screw around with all kinds of meats and things like that i you know and i do i did spend a lot of time i even still do it i did, screw around with finding uh recipes on trigger's website and trying it or i'll at least get their idea of something i'll put my own twist on it things like that but
0: sure the uh those ribs we had a couple what, like a month ago or so mm-hmm. god those are freaking bomb mm-hmm.
1: i i really like that one that one i uh that one's not really mine Uh
0: but it's still good. Like, it it's still close takes, enough, yeah. It takes a It still a takes while. an ability to make it good. Yeah. Even though it's not yours. Like, those pizzas, though, you said you were making pizzas and stuff?
1: Yeah, make the dough and everything. Yeah. Uh, I did kind of screw with making sauce there for a little bit. I haven't done it for a while. but That's a tricky one. Yeah, that is, it is tricky. It is tricky. Carolyn and I, we found uh, a recipe for a sauce and then uh, the seasonings to add to it. And every time we tried it, it just came out it's really salty. Oh, really? So we, I think we made another batch without adding all the seasoning or or skipping the salt. or I can't remember what we did, but it came out better. But any more, I've just been grabbing like the canned stuff, you know, and using the sauce. But that's still, I mean, you you still make that pizza your own, regardless if you're grabbing a can off the shelf, because I mean, you still got to figure out what ingredients to put on it you know right it's
0: still 90 percent
1: yeah you you made the oh, dough man. yourself you cut up the cheese yourself you cook the meat beforehand if you need to depending on what you're making chicken mm-hmm. you gotta do that but uh yeah i made <laughs> i let my son choose uh, a pizza recipe one night you know and i just wanted to see like what he would come up with and if it was feasible and it, it was but it was a little wacky it was uh a chicken bacon ranch pepperoni stuffed crust and <laughs> So I made this thing and it looked it looked like something you would get out of a restaurant and you would mm-hmm. you would pay quite a bit for it and it was delicious. Oh wow. I think I still I might still have a picture of it, I'll have to look it up here while we're talking. Yeah, but, that uh, sounds
0: interesting. Chicken bacon
1: pepperoni. Ra- uh, chicken ranch. bacon ranch pepperoni. So would, with a stuffed crust. what did you do,
0: just ranch in the sauce or what?
1: Yeah, I put ranch in the sauce, and I think I used... I think I made up some Alfredo sauce, too, to kind of mix that together. There you go. Made the bacon, cooked the chicken, uh, put cheese on there. uh, And then once I added that, then I put the pepperoni up top, and then I threw cheddar on it. And then for the crust, I just bought, like, mozzarella cheese sticks, you know, those Mm -hmm. cheese heads. And you just roll them up. Yeah, I just rolled it, yeah, on the edges here.
0: Right. Yeah, that sounds good until you said ranch. I'm not not a ranch fan, sure, but no, I'm sure that was really good. And it's always nice when it comes out like presentable. It looks quality, like Mm. something you know. That's just like this, you know. It's like when you make a a beer and it comes out looking like a professional brewed beer. That's always a great feeling.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's that picture there.
0: Oh yeah, it was a great big look at that picker. crust on that thing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. What size? It
1: looks like a... It is a 16 inch.
0: That looks good. That one pizza we had was good too. Was that one yours? Or did... Yeah, it was.
1: I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Big, thick pizza.
1: It probably was. What What was it? I don't, uh, I don't
0: remember, man.
1: It probably was mine, but I... Uh, Oh, no. No, when you guys came over and I had that pizza, that was uh, Papa Murphy's. Okay. That's what that was. I made the Chicago style for you. But you cooked it on the Traeger. I cooked it on the Traeger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it, I mean, that adds some flavor
1: to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That makes It makes you feel like you're having a wood fire pizza, essentially.
0: So if you're doing a brewery, here's, here's, here's my thoughts now that I'm, we're you know, we're talking about making brews, we're talking about the food. If you're running that, what parts... Are you doing all of that, or are you just, like,
1: hiring out people? I and like, would be looking to hire people. Yeah, I would now, assume There's no so. way I could do all <laughs> of it. I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd have to come up with the idea, come up with a lot of the recipes on my own to make it my restaurant, you sure. know, things like that, but I'd have to have people helping me. Right. Well, there's that just no makes way. it that
0: much more unique, though, where, like, even straight down to the food is your own recipes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. What well, kind of... You would do, like, barbecue food then, huh? Definitely barbecue. That's smart, too, to add both of them together, because... I think you're allowed to stay open later if you serve food mm-hmm. as a brewery, because I think breweries themselves have to close at like eight. What was it eight? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they can stay open till ten if yeah. they have food, which is awesome. Like yep. that, so you—that's two more hours of profit you can make.
1: Yeah, two more hours of showtime too if you got live music sure. set up.
0: Yeah, and I wonder if that would change it too.
1: Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. I'd have to look into all of it. But.
0: It's funny that breweries have to close early. But, like, a place like the pub station, who serves the same beer as a brewery, mm. you know, can stay open till whenever the show's over. 11, midnight. You know what yeah. I mean? And even bars in general, like, that serve yeah, the same beers a- that breweries serve. I guess it's just because they serve food, though. But then they stop serving food at a certain point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, before everything, they were able to stay open till 2. Right. So... It's just yeah, I odd that they wouldn't let a brewery do the same.
1: I, I've always thought that was weird. I never really understood why. You know, I, I have not the slightest clue.
0: Because I get the concept of, like, you know, you can only serve three. Because the, isn't the idea you can only serve three beers per customer or something like yeah, that typically? Yeah, it's three. Yep. And then it's like, I kind of get that because of higher alcohol content. At the same time, you can go order a pitcher of Street Fight at... Any bar downtown. Any bar downtown.
1: And with, drink it all with night. shots. Yeah, and
0: add, <laughs> yeah exactly. Add hard alcohol and drink it till the night is gone. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't add up to me right. in that regard. Even if they're doing the three drink, you know, max, and then you're done. Why not be able to stay open later? They're still only gonna drink three beers. Right. So I guess it just doesn't make sense to me. I wonder if they're ever gonna change that
1: i don't know I, I mean the more i think about it you no know, maybe it's a supply issue you know i i that's like the best i could come up with because they're making it there in-house right it'll limit the amount you can have to have some for the rest of the customers right so on and so forth that, that could that could be it too Hard, and that's yeah. that's just a guess I'm just but I think it is, throwing darts here, <laughs> I
0: think it is a state mandate mm-hmm. that they have to close at a certain time. I don't think it's like by choice
1: no no i was I was just talking about the three beer rule, <laughs>
0: oh oh gotcha, yeah, I don't know about that one either, yeah. honestly, and then it's like, how cool would that be though to ha to see your beer on a tap line?
1: oh man, just, some that would just be a that'd be pretty sweet, oh man. Well yeah. and you know
0: then you're hobnobbing with all the other breweries and mm-hmm. you just walk into a bar, everyone knows who you are. It's just it's a cool, cool That
1: would be idea. a cool feeling, for sure. And I mean if you're I mean if your beer is in all these other places, you know, that's that's money. Oh everywhere. Yeah. People are paying to have your beer sent to their restaurant, their bar, what have you, so they can sell it to their customers.
0: At one point I think Street Fight was like the number one beer in Montana. Mhm. Even over like Bud Light and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if that's still the case, but it was at a certain point. It was mm-hmm. like the highest selling beer in Montana, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't argue with that because man, oh, that great. is good beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then that's that was like at the height of when it was like getting popular, yeah. and, you know, breweries were even more the craze and stuff like that, and they still are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if I if if I was you, it would be no, no cooler feeling than to just be the owner, having made all this stuff, and then you're all you do is like make sure everything's running properly, and then hop up on stage and play shows. Absolutely, you know what I mean. How cool would that be?
1: Right, and, and man, to your, to your customers, like think of how that would look. I know, like, dude. <laughs> you're not just
0: like the owner of this place, but yeah, you're jamming out. I'm jamming and out too. That's a. Yeah, will grab another one for me too
1: yeah well maybe one day I'll we'll make that actually
0: come true it's a good i mean it's always good to have dreams you know it's good to have have goals and stuff in mind
1: absolutely
0: i'm already we're already working on one of them so I was just hanging out with Aaron last night we were talking about just things to look forward to down the down the road as far mm-hmm. as merchandise and yeah. and uh well, I, I so I was talking to my dad cuz he's with the Road Dogs and they do um the Toy Run every year. You, you know, and so yeah. they have all the, like I just got new t- uh sweatshirts from them for the to promote the Toy Run mm-hmm. and like they do shirts and stuff. So I asked him where they got them. He said there's a place in Laurel. I got to ask him again what the name of it is. But I might try and get a hold of them see about what it would cost it. Make a batch of T-shirts for us. Mm-hmm. They're
1: quality too. Are they good? There's there's a there's another place. Uh, I think it's off of Overland Avenue. I think it's Aces or something like that. Okay, they, they make stuff like that too. Cool.
0: Yeah, we'll have to ask around. Yeah, because we still got that cash from the show we played. Mm-hmm. That's just sitting there waiting to be used for
1: whatever St- stuff like this merch or.
0: Well, we were talking about it too. I think it you know it might be a good idea to. Uh, you know beginning of next year hopefully if things start opening up between january and say may really just hit the shows try and get as much money as we can mm-hmm. and at least make merch obviously like i think we definitely need to have merch by the first of next of the year you know yeah. january february i'd like to have like at least some stickers or some shirts or something because i i feel like uh, june july august we should we should probably try and hit a couple other cities. Mm-hmm. Just make it a... I mean, we could literally go on a Saturday and come back on Sunday. Yeah. Anywhere. We could we could do Missoula. You know what I mean? Like, we could leave here in the morning, get to where we're... You know, it's a five-hour drive. That's yeah. the furthest place, like, we're going to go. I would only imagine playing shows Bozeman, Missoula, and, like, maybe Helena. Mm-hmm. Probably not... Like, maybe Great Falls. I don't know. Yeah but like summer would be the time to do it and we were just talking last week uh just camping you know like it'll be the summer just get a campground for what what's a campground we we'll go for like a KOA
1: I have no clue like, I never use 80 bucks I... or something like that mm. they're
0: cheaper than hotels mm. and then we all like none of us have to sleep in the same bed or nothing we just have our own tents yeah Maybe be great
1: yeah man if we did that all i have to do is carry a, a backpack with me cuz i got this bitchin you know backpacking tent mm-hmm throw on your pack haul up to your mountain wherever you're going a couple minutes it's up shelter you know yeah exactly so
0: i mean that's just an idea at least because then we wouldn't have to miss work Mm -hmm. you know it's and and hopefully like i said have merch enough to sell it and it'd be great to have a a cd too Mm -hmm. even if it's just like three songs on it
1: just something to yeah something to for people to listen to
0: i wouldn't even hardly sell it if it had three songs i would just be like buy a shirt and you get a cd yeah like i mean i wouldn't just give them away but it's like if you get a shirt you can get a cd mm-hmm. or if you buy like three stickers you get a cd
1: i don't know i think it's a good idea just to really. get it out
0: there and stuff and make sure you're i don't want to go somewhere and then not leave an impression there absolutely like, a, a physical footprint or something exactly. somewhere yeah but I think that's a good goal to look forward to. It's good to have like goals set. Mm-hmm. And then, maybe not this next year, but the following year, we can make bigger trips like Denver and Tahoe, Aaron's mm-hmm. talking about Tahoe, or Seattle or something like that, make a bigger impact. Yeah. Might have to take a little bit longer time, save like up vacation days, and do a fi- five-day trip or something and hit like two or three places on the way. Could be a lot of fun.
1: That would be a lot of fun.
0: But I feel like this next summer would be a good, like, test run. Mm-hmm. Just everybody gets on the road, and we got the vehicles now to do it, you know. Right. With Lucas's rig. I mean, that's that's a one-shot rig. You just hook up a trailer with all our equipment in the back, and we only yeah, gotta we're done. to take one rig, just share gas. It's a good idea, though. Yeah, it'd
1: be the most cost-effective way to do it, for, for sure. sure.
0: And then have one guy, like bring one extra guy to run merch and help with equipment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I said though, I'm not going, I don't want to travel anywhere without merch. No. It'd be pointless.
1: Yeah, no, because like like we were just saying, you got to leave an impression with the fans. Mm -hmm. They got to have something to remember you, of course, otherwise you're just going to go right out the window.
0: Well, it's like, you're going to go there and it's like, if you can sell 20 shirts in a different city and anybody's like, hey, what's that? You know, Mm -hmm. you're, it's free advertising it's not free yeah. ad- it's advertisement that they paid for mm-hmm. so you're making a little extra cash but right. ultimately just make more merch but it was it's fun talking about that stuff and kind of getting excited about the yeah. future
1: and it makes makes me more apt to make music really yeah for you know? sure which
0: is i mean that's what we're doing now is just writing writing and i mean i'm really excited about these new songs yeah me too so well, I
1: think the fans really like him, too. And it's just that much more to, like, throw him off guard, you know. And right. Show him how much more we can actually do. The versatility. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Because this next song, Get Ready Folks, is a power ballad. Yeah. So, a little panty dropper for the ladies. It's going to be a good song, though, I think, ultimately. Ultimately, like, yes. It'll just Every band's got a good power ballad. And... Yeah, like you said, just shows us the versatility. Like, we can go from here to here, then back up to here. hmm I mean, a little bit of everything for everyone.
2: hmm
0: So I'm getting excited. Now, that since we're moving into the music topic, let me ask you this. So I've asked all the... You're the last band member to be on the show here. I've asked every single one of them what their best, like, live experience was. Well, I was there for all of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you've played a few things just solo, right? Here and there.
1: Just, I haven't done any shows or right. anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I've I've made videos and put them on Facebook. But that's about it. Right. So, having you know, I I was there. I know what it was like on the stage.
0: But what was it like for you? That being your first live performance, your first experience doing the whole band thing.
1: It was it was intense i had god it was just like a great big ball of emotions for me you know i was Mm -hmm. excited and anxious to get up there but yet nervous and just all these thoughts going through my head like don't fuck up drew don't fuck up drew oh yeah (laughs) don't you dare
0: (laughs) yeah there's no i mean i know that as much as the next Mm -hmm. guy like it's it's a Nerve-wracking thing, but it's nice when you're up there with other people.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, and getting up there. Once you're up there and you're playing with everybody, it's it's just a a good time. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to put it. It's just fun. Once you get those
0: first songs out of the way, Mm -hmm. you kind of get that. The nerves kind of settle down, and once you get that applause, Mm -hmm. you get the recognition from the crowd, and you're like, okay.
1: Yeah, I got this. This is happening, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So, um... Yeah, just run me through the experience. Like run me through like from start to finish how you felt on that. Either show, the first show or the second show.
1: Like the, the first show, like it was just. Uh, well, like I said, I was I was nervous and I was happy and I was I was anxious and I wanted to get up there and then on top of that I got held up at, you know I was the last guy to show up mm. there because I had to work uh, a Saturday again. So I I was running behind. I'm not gonna lie i might have done a shot before we even got there <laughs> just to kind of calm the nerves and anyways do we get there get everything set up and it's just like again i was there and uh, uh with you guys and it was just it was just fun after that you know we had to do our sound checks and things like that but jamming going through all the songs that we had spent all that time practicing and then getting the recognition from the fans and everybody screaming and clapping and Hollering, it's like man, this is why we do this. Right. This
0: is awesome. <laughs> what was what was like your experience afterwards, as far as like feedback?
1: Um, as far as feedback, everybody came up to me and they they all gave me recognition for uh, leads. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it, but they all they also complained that they didn't hear me as well, and that's an equipment issue. Well, you're gonna get you that know. with yeah
0: i mean we've had i've had everywhere in between with with equipment malfunctions or somebody breaks a string like i've definitely i've had shows where you know we're up there playing and nobody can hear me in the microphone Mm -hmm. and that's not always that's not always an equipment issue as much as it is just whoever's running sound yeah which i really like the guy that was running sound for our first show yeah i just think well then we kind of figure out he didn't really know if you were the lead he didn't really know At when first. I was soloing. Right. Well, yeah. and that's why you got the new pedal.
1: Yeah, that's why I got the new pedal. So I can just flip a switch, and it just kind of umps my volume. Yeah. And it puts me up and above everybody else for a solo. That uh,
0: was kind of an issue with the last show, too, was the fact that, you know, we weren't running through anything. It was yeah. just, you know, right straight from our amps, except I, I was through it, and I didn't realize... See, I was... Apparently, a little bit louder than I should have been. Yeah. But I didn't know because it sounded fine from where we were at. It wasn't coming through the monitors.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I had no clue of knowing because, I mean, everybody up there with us, you know, Justin or Aaron or uh, Lucas, you know, we're all right there and everything sounds great to us. Sure. (laughs) We're just jabbing. And
0: then, like, I know, you know, people on the one side could hear everything that was happening on that side but not as good as what was happening on the other side vice versa Mm -hmm. if you're in the middle you had the best seats in the house I don't know I think I think with people that were on your side of the stage they could hear it everything else pretty well Mm -hmm. you know I think the bass cut through pretty well other side I think the drums kind of helped drown out the guitars both you Mm -hmm. and Justin yeah because I remember when I was standing on one side of the of the stage yeah I could even tell I'd have to stand at a certain point where I could hear everything good, plus my own voice, because, mm-hmm. like I said, they were only coming out of the main speakers. Not, we weren't getting anything out of the monitors, right? But we we're also running our own sound,
1: which is never fun. No, it's not good. Yeah, next time, next time will be better, though.
0: Oh yeah, no, we'll. I mean, we're gonna get every. You know, hopefully, we get another show here pretty soon. But,
1: mm-hmm.
0: wanna hear a funny story about this opener? So me and my buddy were in uh, Bozeman, and uh, we were we just got some beers to drink in the hotel. We were staying at a hotel, and we didn't have it. We realized we didn't have a bottle opener, so we had to run back. Went to like a town pump, and they had like those gimmicky keychain ones oh, that were yeah. like fifteen bucks. And I was like, screw that. So I saw this uh, for like five bucks, and we just used it for that. It's obviously a, a wine cork opener Mm -hmm. and i ended up using it for uh when i was working at olive garden really so i've had it ever since then it's it's been like five years and now it just sits in my drawer just for this kind of stuff sure (laughs) i just thought it was funny that i mean it was a five dollar thing and then i ended up using it for years working Mm -hmm. at olive garden but yeah so um i've always thought you were kind of a you kind of came out of nowhere as a guitar player. Like, mm-hmm. with as good as you are, yeah. how has nobody heard of you until now? That's my question. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, who would have thought, like, I would have never known you existed. You know, you're, mm-hmm. I mean, you just turned 30, like, what, 30? 30, yeah. yeah how's that? <laughs>
1: it's weird. Yeah, I was going to ask you about kinda that. kind of makes you think, like, what am I doing in my life? <laughs> like, I mean, it's a deal, but still pretty young. Still, yeah. But it, That's the thing I always remember, too. You know? Yeah, for sure. 30's not that bad.
0: Right. I think it's always kind of everybody's point when they're like, have that same thought. Yeah. I, I feel it, too, so it's creeping up. I'm still the youngest in the band, but it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um. But anyway, so, so you just turned 30, so you've had, you know, there's all that time that somebody should have heard of you. I just, I I personally just find it hard to believe that you were just hiding out this whole time.
1: Essentially, though, I really, I was, because I didn't really jam with anybody. Right. I spent most of my time, like, I'd get off of work, I would go home, and I'd just play my my guitar. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, a lot of that boiled down to, uh, yeah, when I was, when I was 20, I ran into some medical issues, and I, uh my vart had my my heart had some kind of a a virus and anyways, get past that i uh did not do things the right way. I did have medical insurance, but they didn't cover a whole lot uh and i and I, I just froze at the dollar amount because it was like twenty five grand or something like that, and I was still i think insurance paid ten of it, so I was still stuck with fifteen grand and I, f- I was twenty years old and I froze, so I got sent to collections and I spent. I spent probably a good six years or so paying that off. I probably could have paid it off sooner if I was smarter about it, but I was—I wasn't. I was dumb even then. But, um, anyways, I spent most of my time just going home and playing guitar by myself, jamming out to whatever. I I always hated. I absolutely hate learning new songs, <laughs> so I don't know if people you know they'll they'll ask me to play. Uh, something by ACDC or Freebird or of course, <laughs> some bullshit. I don't know how to play it because I just can't stand learning new songs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I made myself sit down and go through my uh, fretboard uh, logic, uh, the first volume, and maybe halfway through the second. And but it was just really just jamming and making noises. All I've ever done. And then I finally figured out you know the cage system and things like that so that really helped and then i learned some scales and, th- and then i discovered backing tracks on youtube and uh posted it and things like that but th- that's really all i've been doing hmm you know it's nothing crazy it's just i never put myself out there uh is all i really boiled down to i did st- my cousin and i both started playing guitar when we were 12 and uh he got really into bands, and uh, he played for Ostracized, and I can't remember the other. Oh wow, really? Uh-huh. Wait, who's your cousin? Uh, Michael Moen.
0: Okay, because wasn't just uh, Jason Fashing was? Yeah, it?
1: Jason Fashing was the lead guitarist in that one. Yeah, and my cousin did uh, vocals, I think, in that one. Is all he did, but he he played rhythm guitar too for another band after that, and they were like a black metal, and for I, for life. I mean, I can't remember the name of it now, but. He got really into bands, and there was times when him and I would try and make a band together, and it just never it never panned out. Right. You know. So being
0: in a band was was definitely on your radar.
1: It was on my radar, but I just never pursued it, you know. Right. Uh, really to the, the full extent.
0: Right on. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm extremely glad that if anybody found you, it was us. Yeah. Which is so crazy in the fact that, you know... It all just worked out the way it did. Mm-hmm. Me and Justin were talking about making another band, and then you came back and worked at Toyota, and I had just barely caught wind that you played guitar. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, well, you know, you, you know how many times I've heard that, where people are like, oh, yeah, I don't remember, I can't remember why why that got brought up. Do you remember? Like, you you bring it up, like, that you played guitar?
1: Oh, I think that was at the, uh, I want to say it was at the Beer Fest last year. Oh, maybe. maybe. Maybe the year before. I don't remember. I think it was at the Beer Fest the year before. Because it was the year before I met Carolyn. That, uh, Cause she, was she there? No. She was there the second time around. That's right. After that. But the first time, yeah, we were talking about bands and music and things like that.
0: Okay, you're right. And I
1: think I brought up the fact that I was trying to play something or blah, blah, blah. And then that's when you picked up on it.
0: And Typically, when I hear that from somebody, mm-hmm. it's like you know, oh, I play guitar, and it's like, you're, you're okay at it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're definitely, no, anybody be better than me. But then you show me some recordings, and I'm like, the hell is, like, where does this guy come from? Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, this is fucking good. So, then, of course, we, uh, me and Justin come over and try oh, yeah. to play with you. And,
1: in the rape right basement. Yeah, <laughs> in the Epstein basement. Yep. But, uh, I don't miss that basement at all. No, but that's where it all started. <laughs> right. You know, like,
0: that's where it really started manifesting, and here we are today, you know. I mean, it's just crazy how life works, you know. I mean, you were at Toyota, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you left and came back, and just happened. I, yeah. I never saw myself working at a place like that, you know. Like, I've never been a car guy, and yet here we are, you know. It's like right. just a crazy turn of events, and then, my, you know, Aaron comes lived in Nevada for the last 15 however many years moves back here I've always wanted to be in a band with him, we've always talked about it you know, I've been in bands, he's been in many bands and Mm -hmm. just never, you know, we weren't ever living in the same place, here he comes right around the same time Yeah. and then Justin's the one who pulled in Lucas, who you actually knew Yeah. which, how was that again?
1: Uh, he Lucas and my cousin Thorben had been friends for years uh So, he he would always hang out over at my cousin Thorbin's, and my cousin Thorbin is my cousin Michael, his bigger brother, his older brother. Right. So, and my, my cousin and I, we used to do shit together all the time, so inevitably, I'd be hanging out with Mikey and my cousin Thorbin all the time, and of course, Lucas would be there, and we'd party, and do stuff like that yeah
0: right that's and and he had known you played guitar too
1: lucas (laughs) lucas was there from the very beginning he he watched me start right which uh, i think is kind of crazy to think about like actually being able to see you know somebody start and they suck ass (laughs) to see where they've come you know pretty successful you know years later that's kind of neat anyway
0: yeah for sure (laughs) it's um it's just crazy how it all kind of Bound together, Mm -hmm. and like I said, me and Aaron were talking last night. I think this every time I, you know, there's always you know doubts that run through your mind, Mm -hmm. hoping for the best and just expecting the worst. But every time we play, man, if it's practice, even if it's our worst practice, Mm -hmm. I always leave with this sense like, damn, this is something special. Absolutely. And I've been in. I haven't even been in that many bands. I've been in three or four bands like this might be the fourth band i've been in Mm -hmm. never had that like feeling like this right of course i've always kind of felt like oh this is something like big but not like you know now i'm older and i know what music is like i Mm -hmm. understand how music works which is cool and the fact that you didn't like do the like high school band experience yeah like you kind of were able to avoid that it's it sucks for anybody who's in high school in a band, let me tell you right now, probably not going to work out. You know what I mean? It's just there's it just never works out. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that a band from high school continues on past that without, you know, somebody leaving and being in another band or right. just having issues and there's always drama and it just sucks. You kind of learn a little bit about the music and you know the local scene a little bit from doing that. Mm-hmm. You kind of really see what it's all about. Right. But when you're older and you just it's not about anything but music. Like you don't care about the scene really. Like you want yeah. it to thrive. Back then it was all about competition. It's like who's the best band. That that was the mentality. Now it's not, you know, when you're older it changes. Mm-hmm. The mentality is we want everyone to be successful. We want a thriving music scene so that they're putting on shows and we can be on as many shows as possible. Yeah. And we want to hook up... Like, we want to play shows with that band and that band. Like, we want to make them bigger. And hopefully they'll make us bigger. Kind of right. thing. it like, helps everybody. Yeah. And it's kind of sucks right now that there's a lot of bands falling apart.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think we kind of picked a perfect time almost to make to, a band. To
1: start a band, absolutely.
0: Because if we were, like, already in the middle of being successful and having good runs, and then all this shit went down... Might well, that would have
1: hurt us real bad. Exactly.
0: So I feel like the fact that we've had to struggle through it and like just like fight for shows, it's only going to make us more hungry in the end, and we're going yeah. to you know, Any show is going to be a big show for us. So.
1: Mm. Did look, man, that Craft Local show, that turned out really good. Way better really than I really thought. Good. I,
0: I wasn't sure what to expect with no, that.
1: No, I wasn't either. And I I mean... It could have went either way, and it it was just awesome all around.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I just... My biggest fear was that we were going to blow the roof off the place. Like, I'd, Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you and I were talking about it while we were setting up. Like, maybe we should turn down. <laughs> Cause
0: I, well, that other kid was up there playing with his little Vox mm-hmm. amp, and it was, like, barely mic'd up. Mm-hmm. And he was filling the room full of sound. And I'm like, damn, like, you know, he sounds good in here. What are we gonna do when we have drums and big amps, like mm-hmm. full full size half or half stack? I half guess stacks, amps. Yeah. Like we might blow the roof off this place. Like I don't know, and it just ended up. I don't know how. It's got tall right. ceilings, I guess. Maybe yeah, it just absorbs yeah, sound. Yeah, well. the
1: door open, I guess that probably plays somewhat of a factor in it. And the
0: fact that there was a pretty we filled it up. The mm-hmm. crowd, there was a lot of people in there.
1: Yeah, there was way more people showed up to that than I thought would have.
0: I'll never... Okay. And I've I've mentioned this. I can't remember. I think I was talking to either... It must have been Aaron. Because he was the last band member on. I'll never forget the feeling of that national anthem.
1: Oh, dude. Neither will I. Holy cow. Yeah. How was that for you? For me, it was just like a rush of adrenaline. Everybody stood up. It was like, holy fuck. It was just really intense and awesome. All at the same time, I don't know there's I've never had that feeling before, ever, right, it was just awesome and then and then towards the tail end, you know everybody started singing along too yes. that was cool, that was way <laughs> cool, and it's like you know,
0: I felt that adrenaline rush, I felt mm-hmm. that like moment of like you know this is a big moment for us mm-hmm. like this really is gonna stand out, yeah, and it's like. I wasn't even doing anything. I was just standing there. You were the one performing. Yeah. And it's like... But still, like, all of us being up there and, like, we had orchestrated that together. And, like... Like I said, like, you deserve all the credit for that because you were the one performing. Mm -hmm. But still, like, the fact that I got to be a part of it... Yeah. Was... Like, I felt that moment... And it was like, damn, like, this is going to stand out. And I told you beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had a feeling people were going to stand and put their hands yeah. over their hearts. Did not see the singing coming.
1: No. That. No, that caught me off guard.
0: Yeah, that was epic. That was really, really something. And that was in the middle of the set, so that really set the tone for the rest of the show.
1: Absolutely.
0: It was just great placement of that song, like or, or where we put it, it was just mm-hmm. a great placement. And then it just made the rest of the show that much more epic. Yeah. So... Definitely, a mo- like, definitely, a, uh, that was only our second show.
1: I know. Can you imagine the third?
0: I, I can't <laughs> wait. We'll have to plan something big, for sure. Because mm. that was. That gives us something to um, try and top. Top, yeah. The. um, What was I going to say about. Oh, also, I, <laughs> I remember Ron
1: oh yeah he stood up (laughs)
0: yeah oh dude that was so great yeah he's just yeah I was like I've never seen like really any grand emotion out of Rod.
1: that was pretty sweet that's Rod's a good guy oh yeah I like Rod. he's he's fucking hilarious too
0: he was the only person from work that showed up
1: I know so it's like hell yeah Mm -hmm. And, and I just told him about it that day and he was like yeah we'll stop by there he was and because I
0: don't think anybody else. Oh, <laughs> Craig showed up, right? Craig
1: was there, and then. Oh yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, yep, he was there. Him and his dad and all of his dad's buddies that I, 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 occasionally Carolyn and I will go over to to Craig's house to hang out with him and uh, his dad. And his dad will get all of his his uh, buddies over, and they all play guitar and jam. That's what they do at their house. And mm-hmm. we'll sit on the porch, hook up to amps, or just have acoustics going. Uh, and just make tunes. It's awesome.
0: Right on, man. Yeah, that, so. I, I've gotten to sing sing with them a couple times. Mm-hmm. Just remember one time, <laughs> uh, Craig Senior had this crazy girlfriend, and she was. Uh, they were playing some. I think it was like Enter Sandman, and she just could not sing it at all. And oh, then, no. and then I'm like. I can't listen to this anymore. So I stepped in and sang it and I kind of forgot a little bit of it, but it was way better. Give <laughs> me the mic. <laughs> it was fun though. Like we had a good time, you know. It's fun yeah. to hang out with those guys and play music. It's just fun to sit and jam just even if it's not Yeah.
1: No rhyme no reason just make some tunes.
0: Yeah. Like that one time when we were all hanging out at your house and Lucas was on the Oh piano.
1: yeah. We had to do that again. That was fun.
0: Yeah, hopefully we won't keep Caroline up all night. Right. <laughs> That might have been the last time I saw death staring me in the face. Right.
1: Uh, I was, uh, I think I was going to the bathroom or taking a leak or something when she came out of that bedroom, finally. I just heard this, you know, walked out the hallway. I was like,
0: uh-oh. Yeah, I saw her and she goes, I have been up since 5 a.m. And I was like, time to go. Right. I was just, I felt so bad, I really did. I I once, you know, we were drinking alcohol and Oh yeah. I mean the we nights just getting fun. away from us. Yeah.
1: That's really all it was. We're it just way too much fun.
0: I just remember Lucas being like let's go. He's yeah. like I apologize. We're gonna leave now. Right. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> I I like those those hangout, th- you know.
1: Those get togethers like that. Yeah, when this that was cool, man. We were making some pretty decent music for what it was with the keyboard and whatnot, not and right. just layer after layer after layer oh yeah for, Oh, because it was because we, we were I think you can loop up to four times with that that pedal that I that's got that's right so we'd like layer a drum here layer a melody here layer another drum here and then boof backing track time to solo
0: <laughs> that it yeah I forgot about that that was cool that looping capability mhm that was a good time. we got to do that again sometime here. I don't know. It's it's kind of getting to that holiday season, too, so it might be hard to get together, but maybe like yeah. first, of, first of the year. If we play that uh that New Year's show.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I was that, just talking to somebody about that today that we might be having a crack at. It. Pete and uh, a few other guys at work always ask me, like, when's your next show? When's your next show? And yeah. it's like,
0: And then they never come. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's always asking me that, too. And I told him on the Craft Local show. I was like, dude... We're playing tonight craft local
1: mm. and just never came. No. I don't I don't expect Pete to come. He might maybe to a show here and there but
0: Yeah, I mean it might just be a little bit out of his wheelhouse as far as right. He doesn't seem like the big rock metal.
1: No, well, I think he's he, I mean he lives in Laurel to top oh, it off. Oh, okay. So I think he's just got a lot going on at home anyway. Gotcha. And besides he's probably he's probably really tired. When he, gets he, gen- home, he just wants to. He know. genuinely
0: seems interested, though, so it's, yeah. that's cool to see that. You know, it does kind of. Granted, we've only played one, two shows. I'm not even gonna bitch about it. I mean, it would just be nice to have more people from work be.
1: Yeah, be, be come out to support and us.
0: check us out, and I, I, I <laughs> believe they all do. They all, you know, support us and stuff. It's just like I said, we've only played two shows anyway. Yeah. So there's nothing to really. The one show was a benefit show. It wasn't even like. An open invitation type of show. Mm-hmm. It kind it kind of was, but it didn't really feel that way as much. Mm-hmm. Second show was, and look what happened. <clears throat> we filled the place up.
1: Yeah, we like, did. We
0: had people from that didn't go to the first show that came to the second show, and vice versa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Imagine if they all came.
1: There wouldn't have been any room in that place. I know. know.
0: So, if we can play that New Year's show, I think it'd be cool if we could open, you know, open up, and then stick around a little bit afterwards then maybe get the hell out of there and go do up New Year's mm-hmm. somewhere.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: So, we'll see what ha- I mean, we'll I'll talk to Justin and Lucas see if we can't get a couple of openers or not openers, a couple po- probably closers. Yeah. A couple of people who might be interested to play. Hell, even if they got some of those like cover bands that did the uh that one show at Andy's?
1: At the, at the Oh, what, oh, the Slipdop? Yeah.
0: If they could get something like that in there, too, like why not? That'd be cool. If they're planning on doing a show, mm-hmm. somebody's... They, they didn't practice all that time to play those songs for one show. No. You know, somebody's going to play. Yeah.
1: No, you get a bunch of guys together like that, you know. I mean, you're on a mission.
0: Yeah, it's why not I, just for fun. It'd be crazy to just do one show after practicing all that time. You, I mean, we know r- firsthand what it's like to, you know... Oh, thanks. Yep. To, uh practice for so long could you imagine if we did all that time and then never played a show no or just played one show and then that was it no <laughs> yeah it's just too much but
1: That'd be dumb. it'd be so That'd be dumb, so dumb. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um so yeah okay uh i usually ask the guys too who like what inspired them? Who who were some of their inspirations? Who are, like some of the musicians they look up to as far as, you know what? Obviously, like in in guitar for you. Mm-hmm. So, who yeah. would that be? For, like who, like who are some of the guys that you've looked up to? Who are some of the guys you've like drawn inspiration from and maybe learned a few things from along the way?
1: Yeah, I mean like like I was telling you earlier, my cousin and I we always those did like everything together we hung out all the time My cousin was more or less like my like my brother uh when we were growing up uh anyways let's rewind a little bit before that my parents had always uh made sure i had some sort of an instrument around me when my first guitar i think i was five or six that i got and it was it wasn't acoustic it wasn't a full size like that one was but I banged around on it, so once and so forth. Well, then a couple of years later, two, three years, they bought me an electric. And I made noises here and there, and that was okay. But then I just wound up sitting in my, uh, sitting in my closet. Uh, well, anyways, when I turned 12, it was like that's when it was time to actually pick up my guitar and play. Uh, my cousin started picking up guitar, and then we were hanging around some other musician. I, I think even Lucas, you know, because he played... Uh, guitar two around mm-hmm. that time and i remember i remember watching like wow that's cool and then uh, anyways the rest was history from there we got. i went home i pulled my uh guitar out of my closet and i just started jamming and then i listened to all kinds of heavy metal and things like that back then uh but i really like uh i love metallica kirk hammett but i also like uh uh, Joe Satriani Oh yeah uh, and He taught Kirk I don't know if you knew that he I taught, didn't he, actually He taught Kirk how to play And he also taught Steve Vai And Steve Vai is also another one of my heroes And so is uh, Zach mm-hmm. And Ozzy and all, all those guys I really really liked But yeah those are my those are my main my main guitar players Steve Vai and Joe Satriani And Kirk and Zach Those are like all time favorite guitar players
0: Oh yeah <clears throat> right on. I don't think I've ever actually talked about my inspirations. Honestly, I've been I've been on the you know we've done this however many times for having band members on. Um, I always I was liked Maynard from Tool, mm-hmm. and I obviously that shows a lot. That I've, definitely
1: shows. I was gonna say I've heard a
0: lot. Well, I think it just so happens that I kind of have that same range. Yeah, and like obviously I've you know taken some inspiration just in the way he sings and used that as well but just anything maynard touches i've just seems to turn to gold i love a perfect circle and pussifer and all that stuff um but also like not just in vocal like in that style but like lyr- lyrically i've really like drawn inspiration from guys like brent smith from shinedown mm-hmm. and david Dramer from disturbed um, Maynard also and lyrically Maynard's one of the most brilliant guys that I think I've seen as far as reading into the lyrics and stuff like that so those are some of my inspirations as far as that goes I guess I, it's so hard vocally to take it ins- like Ronnie James Dio one of the all time greatest vocalists in my opinion and yeah. Yo, I'm Ozzy too. Ozzy's a nu- like Ozzy's oh, yeah. not necessarily like one of the best vocalists, like he's good. He's a good songwriter man. Lyrically. Exactly. Lyrically, he's one he's probably one of the most underrated lyricists of all time. Like mm-hmm. see, people just kind of after that Osbourne show, yeah. people kind of just took him as a joke, which is unfortunate cuz he's just such a poetic songwriter. Mm-hmm. From all the way from Black <laughs> Sabbath like up until now still. And then did you hear he's kind of been... Didn't he get diagnosed with Huntington's?
1: I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything He about got
0: diagnosed it. with something. I can't remember what it was, but <clears throat> something not good.
1: Yeah, that's not good. That's yeah. Serious. That's one... He's like... That's another one. Ozzy, his Black Sabbath and yeah. his own stuff in general have been always been a huge inspiration too, you know?
0: Right. That's always, that's going to, that's, I've always thought that's going to be a tough day when, oh yeah, when, when he goes. goes yeah. And I thought about that real recently when Eddie Van Halen passed. Mm-hmm. So I, oh
1: yeah, man, that, that like crushed me. Right. <laughs> like, dude, that man was a guitar legend. Yeah. I, there's no, I just think about it. It's like, I, I just, I pray that I could, you know, live to be a quarter of as good a guitar player as he was just a quarter and I'd be happy because he could make he was like Dimebag Daryl right you know I'm thinking of all these other guitarists now that I drew, in, drew inspiration from but yeah. uh yeah they, those, those two both they just they would make the guitar do things that a lot of other people were missing out on you know mm-hmm. a lot of vocal effects and things like that yeah and that nobody else can do but them
0: well and Eddie Van Halen has a spot on the you know Guitar player Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Forever, dude. Yeah, like, forever. He's one of the first really just didn't. He kind of was the first finger, like.
1: Yeah, because he does the double taps and yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that. the
0: double taps. He kind of brought that to, this, yeah. to the main stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, that's his. I thought a lot about that when I was just. I kept thinking about, like, goddamn. It's gonna be... There's gonna... Be, like, when Ronnie James Dio died, like, that was a fucking... That really yeah, that hit Yeah, was a me. shitty day, too. Because, uh, you know, unfortunately, I became a Dio fan way later than I probably should've. And just, like, right before he died, and then it was, like, all uphill... You know, I was just, like, all into Dio right after that. And Dio is a top five vocalist, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just him, guys like Bruce Dickinson, and uh, Rob Halford... Like those are those are spots that I'll net, you know, I that's not my range. That's not mm-hmm. where I thrive. I can't hit those high notes like right. that. But those are commanding vocalists that you know, that's a real talent.
1: Well, yeah, you ain't kidding.
0: So, I'm I fall more in line with oh, and fucking Chris Cornell. That was another one that was real tough cuz yeah. he's one of my all-time favorite vocalists too. Just so much soul and passion in his voice And honestly it's so weird Even him him, and guys like Chester Bennington mm-hmm. You look back on their songs and it's like Holy shit these guys really were Like disturbed individuals Like they felt some deep pain And depression yeah. during their life And I, I still Think the verdict's out Honestly on whether or not they actually did kill Themselves Have you heard the like kind of conspiracy Behind all that I have not no, so there's a conspiracy in the <clears throat> fact that um Chris Cornell Chester Bennington Mac Miller, I think Mac Miller was involved in that, and uh Anthony Bourdain um were all involved in like this pursuit of like a like sex trafficking to end sex trafficking and stuff like that, and they were like. Really deep in on it, I guess. I don't know. They were just like involved in it somehow, mm-hmm. and then they all ended up <clears throat> dying or killing themselves mm-hmm. within like three years to- or two or mm-hmm. three years time, all by the same way. I don't think Mac Miller was in. it. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. There's a th- there's a fourth guy, but they all ended up dying like by the same like by hanging, which is the most rare form of killing yourself. Yeah. So there's like some suspicion on that, and the fact that they all ended up dying by suicide of hanging
1: i had and i hadn't this is the first i've ever heard of that really ever yeah
0: so there's i mean it's there's some suspicion there but you know it wouldn't also shock me in the fact that with guys like chester and chris cornell mm-hmm. i mean they clearly dealt with some depression in their lives yeah
1: and that's what i had heard when uh, initially when he had we Everybody had found out that he had passed, that he was on some nasty depressants that mm-hmm. screw with the mind, and that's that's what they were blaming on, was the drugs that he was on.
0: Right, and I'm not ruling out the possibility of actual suicide either. Mm-hmm. And they say Chester it was a big product of the fact that Chris had killed himself too, because they were really close to each other, and then yeah. that mixed with, you know, obviously... Current depression on top of that, but um yeah, that was both those guys like i'm not I was never really a huge Linkin Park fan, no, but it was still like you knew he was a big deal,,
1: mm-hmm. and to well, lose like a guy he did have a hell of a voice <sighs> i mean i I do remember going through like junior high and high school and being a pretty big. Linkin Park fan Mm -hmm. but I wasn't I was never like super crazy uh, uh, about them at the same time I don't know how to how to describe it sure it was just it was good tunes to listen to really
0: well they changed a lot of
1: they did they they broke
0: the mold on on a lot of like current music at that time yeah like that they pretty much revolutionized uh, 2000s music yeah they did they They were a big part of it there's
1: no denying that
0: but yeah, I was never like a big Lincoln Park fan, but still, it was like that was a big one. But Chris Cornell, man, that was that was tough.
1: Yeah, <coughs> that dude. <coughs> Excuse me, but he, man, he left a huge footprint all all across the board. You know,
0: they said he. I I didn't know this until after he passed, but he basically like inspired the entire Seattle Sound movement. Because mm-hmm. I guess. From what I. Like, I already knew the fact he was in Temple of the Dog, which became Pearl Jam. Yeah. And then he. He. Uh, Kurt Cobain saw him play somewhere at one point and inspired him to pick up a guitar. And I don't know about Allison Chains or anything like that, or M- Mud Honey or anything. Mm-hmm. But he, he made a big imprint on, like, those big names out of Seattle. And then, of course, Soundgarden. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, there's still guys that I'm not... Lemmy from
1: Motorhead. Yeah. That was another guy that... That one's really sucked, too, when I found out that he died. I love Motorhead, man. Yeah. I don't know anybody that doesn't. Maybe a select few, but... Well, and he's a
0: a miracle he lasted as long as he did with as much as... Same with Ozzy, man. Like, they legitimately have done scientific studies on Ozzy to to find out how a human being can go through that many years of like drug and alcohol abuse mm-hmm. plus being on the road all the time and all right. that it's it's a mirac- it's miraculous that he's still alive and then Lemmy lived a much longer life than he was ever expected to live but still sad when it happens so. absolutely there's a whole list of guys on my you know in my head that it's gonna be a sad day when they go and then yeah. of course Eddie Van Halen out of <coughs> no this year. yeah
1: you know, you're losing your childhood hero. <laughs> and I'll—I
0: remember the day Dimebag died. And I wasn't even—you know—this is this is crazy, actually. I was. It was 2003, if I'm not mistaken.
1: 2003 or 2004. It's somewhere I say in there. It was 2004.
0: Actually, it, it, it might be. Yeah, it was December of yeah. one of those years. So that would have made me third grade, fourth grade, somewhere in there. Before I was really a huge rock and metal fan, I went to my first concert in 2006. I saw Seether. That was my first ever show. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't even really gotten into, you know, rock music or the music scene and going to concerts and stuff like that. But I still remember the day seeing that on the news and being like, I didn't even honestly know who Dimebag was. But the fact that they were talking about it the way they were, I sat there and I was like, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, what what just happened is a big deal and I would never truly know how big of a deal it was until like many years later. Right. You yeah. must remember that better than I did.
1: I well, I mean I've watched documentaries and things like that. I'm just, I just I love Pantera. Right. You oh know? yeah. Uh, uh, man. And uh, the things that Dimebag could do On a guitar Were just It was insane Especially, you know Like a guitar player Just starting out, you know Because mm-hmm. I would have been I would have been two years into it When that happened, you know And I, I did know who Pantera was Back then, too When I had listened to them And really liked their sound And what they were doing You know And then to find out that he, they They get murdered on stage you know, of all ways, of yeah. all ways to go, it's like what the, f- what the fuck,
0: what the actual fuck <laughs> by a crazy Pantera fan, yeah, no less.
1: It's just dumb. But there is, and I don't know, like the whole story, but there there is rumors that the the vocalist himself was in with some really bad people, mm. and it, it was a hit, is what from it was. Damage
0: Plan or from Pantera?
1: From Pantera. Okay, because
0: yeah. he was in Damage Plan when that happened.
1: Was he really? Yeah, he was playing on stage with Damage Plan. Oh, I didn't see. I, I didn't know that, but yeah, there was there was rumors that that's what it was, and there was people within the band uh, uh, within Pantera that uh, didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, no, that things was like that.
0: Because what ended up happening was Phil was on a bunch of drugs. He was all.
1: Yeah, was, on heroin yeah, was and shit like that. Bad and, shit. Yeah,
0: and he and actually it was his back. He was all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's what he was. I remember in the documentary I was watching, he was talking about how he would just get absolutely sloshed before a show because his back cause was so his, fucked up. His back was so fucked up.
0: So he was on like morphine and shit like mm-hmm. that and heroin, and then the, you know he said they were planning on coming back to write another album or do a tour or something like that and then he had to cancel it again because of his back and then finally Phil and Dime uh Booty. or not Phil uh Diamond uh Vinny. Mhm. Who also another one that passed that was rough, but Vinny, him Diamond Vinny went on to make damage plan because they just didn't want to do Pantera anymore because mm-hmm. they were just like "fuck it." Like if we're not going to play, then we're just going to go do our own thing. Yeah. And so apparently <clears throat> the guy who killed Dime was a distraught Pantera fan who was pissed that they stopped doing Pantera. Obviously a, a crazy individual, and yeah. you know there was more than that. But yeah. to I mean, if you're a fan, why would you kill like right. the, the guy people who that make that band? Yeah, he him him and. Vinny are the guys that, yeah, made Pantera. So it just doesn't make... it. It's insane. I've seen, like, the VH1 stuff on that. Mm -hmm. It's pretty... The whole thing's sad because, I mean, Phil got a lot of hate for that, too. Mm -hmm. Which, I like Phil Anselmo. He's done a lot of dirty shit, and there's a lot of reason for people to dislike Phil, but I've always liked Phil. I liked the way, you know, just him as a vocalist. Maybe not yeah. him as a person, but him as a vocalist.
1: No, I agree.
0: But then <clears throat> he got a lot of hate for that, and I, I think he holds the burden on himself for... He,
1: he, he does. He does.
0: And then, of course, Vinny passing, too, and him and Vinny were never close after all that. hmm It just sucks. I've heard rumors of a Pantera reunion with uh... I mean, it'd be really hard now, mm-hmm. but I have heard rumors with Phil, Rex Brown, and then Zach Wilde filling in on guitar.
1: That would be fucking cool. because I know Zach Wilde and Dime were really good friends. Yeah. That would be really cool. That, God, In This River, that's a... The song is is... Man, it has a huge meaning behind it, but if you watch the watch the video and you know the back history it's that's a hard music video to watch
0: mm-hmm. you know I little... I wish I could remember there's a story about about Zach and a, a guitar it was either a guitar that Dime gave to Zach or a guitar that Zach gave to Dime mm-hmm. I can't remember I think it was Vice. I think it was one that Dime gave to Zach it's a pretty sure it's a a Razorback
1: The Dean yeah, yeah
0: with the bullseye on it mm-hmm and I think he's buried with that. I think Dime got buried with that because or either that or Zach just never played it again. There's some story I can't remember what it is exactly mm-hmm. but there's a story with Zach and a guitar that he was gifted from Dime, I think, and then he either buried it with Zach or with dime and then or he kept it and just never played it again.
1: mm-hmm, but yeah, that'd be I mean. If he did get buried with it, that would be really cool. Like, Yeah. I would do that, or I would want the, somebody to, you know, do that for me, too. That would be that'd be awesome. Right. There's, there's almost no words for that, you know.
0: Yeah, and I've actually gotten the chance to see Phil play a couple times, and Vinny. Mm-hmm. saw Vinny play with Hell Yeah twice, and this is crazy, too. So, I actually met Chad Gray from Hell Yeah mm-hmm. and Mudbane, and so, you know, he's always been... That's another guy who I highly admire as far as a mm-hmm. vocalist and lyricist and so I got the chance to um, they were playing for Five Finger Death Punch and Volbeat and they opened for that and so they were doing a signing this is at the Metra they did a signing off to the side you know just like in where you get concessions and stuff and they had a table set up with you know Vinnie Paul stand, stand, uh, Sitting there uh, What's the one guy Maxwell The guitar player Who's fucking amazing mm-hmm. From hell yeah I can't remember his name I think from Nothing Or Fuck what band is it I don't remember Type of, No I can't remember What band it is <laughs> But um, He was there You know All the guys Chad And so I got in line I'm like Oh fuck I'm gonna meet One of my favorite bands Or at least Some of my favorite Musicians of all time Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, Do you have any. Do you have a CD? Did you buy. I was like, No, I already have the CD. Like, I. He goes, Well, you got to buy a CD or you can't meet. You, you know, you can't do it. And I was like, All right, well, I'm going to. I looked at the guy and I go, I'm going to meet him anyway. And I went, I went and walked off to the side and just stood there. And I watched, like, one of their crew guys point. He's like, We're going to go down that way. And so I just start kind of walking that way. Mm-hmm. And it sucked because. I had to choose between Vinny or Chad Gray. And I chose Chad because, mm-hmm. you know, he's the singer. Yeah, and I, vocalist. That's who I, you know, look up to more. But I, I was like, walked. By, Vinny walked by first and I go, Vinny! He didn't look back. And I walked up to Chad and I was like, hey. I, it was so surreal. I was like, hey man, just wanted to let you know I'm a huge fan, love everything you do. And you're just one of my all-time favorite vocalists. Mm. And like he legitimately like leaned in and like listened to what I had to say and shook mm-hmm. my hand and I was like, damn,
1: hell yeah, that's awesome.
0: Have you ever gotten a chance to meet any uh, musicians at all or?
1: No, unfortunately, no. I, I I haven't really gone to a whole lot of shows. I, I did. I, I have seen Tool play and that was like that was that was my very first concert I ever went to. Are it you serious? A Tool was, concert was
0: this at the Metro?
1: It was at the Metro and I. God, I don't even remember what grade I was in. It had to have been third or fourth. Something like that. It was oh, wow, really, okay. really young. So this was the was first a, time they came here. Yeah. Yeah, it would have had to have been the first time. And it was, I guess, it was a long time ago. I was really young. That's awesome. But that was cool. And other than that, uh, you know, I, I, I did see uh, Lamb of God when they came here. I was huge in Lamb of God for a long time.
0: We were at that same show then. Yeah,
1: That's crazy. I spent... When they first came here, I spent that whole damn show in the mosh pit. Before that was, they even got up, and then they got up, it just like amplified it that much more, and it was just, God, that was such a good show.
0: Was that, they've only been here once, right? I thought they came here twice. Or they might have. They
1: no, out. no, you might, they you went might to Missoula be right. Yeah, because they went to Missoula, and then they came here. Because I think it was the, it only came the one time. And I remember, I do slightly remember Randy bitching about Montana, mainly like Missoula area. Like, so you guys just kind of like gather up in a field and party and, huh. <laughs> That's essentially what it boiled down to. And I remember, I do remember leaving that show and then uh, having to pick my cousin up from... Uh, what is that bar off of? uh Water is it ten for, Oh, the eleven forty-five. That's what it was. He's calling me, telling me to come, uh, come pick him up. So then I get there and I'm sitting outside waiting. I don't know why I didn't go inside, but I didn't. I was just sitting out there waiting. And then he comes in, and then he tells me this story about how he uh was trying to tell uh, Willie the. Mm-hmm rhythm guitarist you yeah. know how he had a good show and blah 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 and anyways it just it, somehow I it went south from there and there he was about to get in a fight with willie and a whole bunch of the other the, his crew yeah, apparently willie was just being an asshole about it i have no i don't know i w- like i said i wasn't there but uh yeah I, I just keep thinking about this like man if i went in that bar and found that you were in a standoff with Lamb of God, guys, <laughs> I would have jumped right in. I am like, "Fuck yeah!" Right, <laughs> Wham! Wham! wham. ass kicked or wand doesn't matter. I gotta find a Lamb gu- Lamb of God guitarist.
0: <laughs> right, I think we had we had a chance to meet the guys at that show. Yeah, because we went, me and some buddies, we went down early, like well before the show, to see if they were like hanging out, and they were. They were like out there standing around. Yeah, and we didn't because I was a pussy and didn't want to go up and bug them while they were getting their stuff ready, but if it would have been today, I totally would have. I just would have went up and been like, hey, big yeah. fans just wanted to say hey, but I was too big a pussy back then and mm-hmm. didn't want to bother them. But,
1: yeah, see, I would much rather have an interaction like that more than anything else. Like, right. Just go up and hang out with them. I Get I've a never... chance to jam... Yeah, I've yeah.
0: never been like the photo or autograph type of guy. Like mm-hmm. I don't need proof that I met this guy. Yeah, me neither. All I ever wanted is a handshake and Yeah. You know just the
1: interaction and then of course the show. Right. That's really it.
0: Yeah, I met uh Shinedown of all places uh at Walmart. In the height, And
1: Walmart. Well, they <laughs> did
0: it. They did a signing. Oh, doing, okay. A, but I don't know why they chose Walmart of all places. Like, I didn't care where it was. It could have been in a fucking dumpster. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna be there. Absolutely. I mean, it basically wasn't a dumpster. Is at Walmart, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you'd think maybe like Hastings or something like yeah. that, but whatever. Uh, lined up and shook all their hands, and I rem- I'll never ever forget to the day I die. Brent Smith, one of my all-time favorite vocalist, lyricist, and I looked at him and I was just like, man, I've been waiting a long time for this and I just stuck my hand out and I shook his hand. That's all I wanted Mm -hmm. because I'd been listening to their music for however long up until that point. Mm. Like, they were, I was the biggest fan of them before anybody even knew who they were. Like, Mm -hmm. I I turned them on to people. Like, they they hit it big whenever their third album came out, but I was a fan of theirs well before that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I'm a journeyman of this band. And it's just like, I legitimately meant it when I was like, I've been waiting so long for this. And I shook his hand. That's all I ever want when I meet guys. I got to meet Pete from Chevelle. And just from walking by them. We were just walking around the block, and there they were. Just walking from... They they played at the Babcock. Me and Justin were just walking around, waiting to get into the show. And they had just been coming back from dinner. And we saw Pete Loeffler and... I think the drummer mm-hmm. from Chevelle got to meet, um you know who Red is? The band Red. Mm-mm. Got to meet those guys. Got to meet a band called Egypt Central a couple times. Those guys were cool. Bump Fist with Wayne Static. That was Really? Another guy, RIP, Wayne Static, man. Yep. Loved him. And then, who else? Oh, Jacoby Shaddix from, from uh, Papa Roach. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw him play live before. Too. Oh, have you? Yeah. Where was that at? At the Metro. See, uh, you. we've actually probably been to a few of the same shows. We just didn't know it then. Right. Yeah, it's so crazy
0: other. when that happens. I mean, obviously it's not that crazy because mm-hmm. there's thousands of people there.
1: But it is cool yeah. when you're like... I'm trying to remember who who played with him. Saliva. That's right. And that was yeah. badass. That was badass. Sali- like They put on a hell of a good show. Saliva's
0: a good band. And I thought it was funny that... Papa Roach did a wall of death. Do you remember that?
1: They did oh, a wall... he divided everybody and they
0: clashed. And Lamb of God did that, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember that. But
0: Lamb of God's the one who, like, made that. Yeah. And then... Because they always do it on Walk With Me in Hell. hmm But, uh... Papa Roach did that. And I was on the floor for that show. That was a... That was a hell of a... I, I stayed away from that shit. But, like, mm-hmm. I remember halfway through that show, I was like, dude, I can't breathe. Like, it's so... Like, we were so tight in there. I had to, yeah. like, go to the back and watch the rest of the show. Um, I didn't... I've seen Tool, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the same show that you were at. Because my yeah. uncle went to that same Tool show. Now, he told me a story. I want to see if maybe you were... Were you in the stands or were you on the floor?
1: I was on the stands.
0: The, apparently, my uncle told me a story... That there were chairs on the floor, like they had them. They had like the chairs lined up on the I floor. Vaguely
1: remember chairs. Yeah, he
0: said that people were throwing these. Like they had them linked up six at a time, like six chairs, and they were throwing these lines of chairs. I don't remember that okay. at all. Maybe I'm he exaggerated. Put it past. He might have anybody, exaggerated that too. And he said Maynard was like hiding behind a wall.
1: See, I don't remember that either. I remember Maynard... I just remember bits and pieces. I remember I went to this concert. It wasn't... I'll be honest. It wasn't big in a tool then. It was Mm. just a concert that we were going to with a few friends. Uh, And I remember Maynard just kind of like he would... He would sing and he would do this weird, goofy thing. Like he would would put his arms out and he would just stand back and do this. and It was just kind of weird. That's Maynard Maynard for you. Yep.
0: Um. Yeah, what other concerts have you been to?
1: Um, Mushroom Head. Well, yes! That was a good one, too. I've the seen Park them Station. every time they come here. Which, I, which... Met, I went to the first one. I never made yes. it to the second one like I wanted to. You did to. miss out. The that first, first one, was one was the best That was so one. good. And I, that was another one. It was like uh, Doyle and uh, yes. the Misfits. Those guys went up. And that was good and all. And then there was that band from the UK that went I up. I met those guys. Uh, me, too. We've... Yep.
0: I think we bought a CD from those guys. They were really good, actually. Yeah, those,
1: those guys were pretty good, but uh, the, none of the, those two, they were good. I'm not knocking them at all, but I didn't feel, like, the need to, like, get out there and mosh and yeah, knock not- some people down until Mushroomhead got up. Mushroomhead got up, and I was like, hold my beer.
0: <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, that's that was a small... That was in the tap in the tap room, not the ballroom yeah. either. Yeah, the it second was. time they played was in the ballroom, and it wasn't as good because actually, have I seen them three times? Might might have only been twice, but I saw them with God. I swear I've seen them three times. I might mm. be wrong, but I've seen them with the last time I saw them was without Jeffrey Nothing Face, which is the main lead singer, mm-hmm. like the the clean vocalist. Yeah, but the first time I saw them was with Waylon. Um, they had the three vocalists. Mm-hmm. That first show, dude,
1: epic. That, that was that was the best time yeah, I ever shit. seen them.
0: First time I ever saw them, and the best time. Oh yeah, what they were doing with those side drums with the water and all that. Yeah, dude. And th- was that the one where the dude was standing up on the people and like? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great show, man.
1: It was man. That was epic. And I remember after that, I was I went there with my buddy Troy. And uh, afterwards you know like the show was over we go outside we're talking to some gal and whatnot and, I, and uh anyways troy he just got a wild hair up his ass he wanted to like sneak into the back and he's just like you know you know how the pub station is you come out on the corner and you go to the uh, oops sorry you go to the uh you go to the left you know nearby like where the buses would used to park mm. right there and anyways that's where uh where bands were loading up all their equipment and whatnot and I'm we're talking with this gal, and all of a sudden he's like, you know what, I'll be right back. And he, he like <laughs> walks down past the uh past the this cargo van, wherever they're loading up, and I'm still standing here talking to this gal, and uh all of a sudden he comes back, he's like, Andrew, come here. I'm like oh, I gotta go. So we go back and we're just like pretending that we're loading up gear and whatnot in this truck, right? <laughs> so we're doing that, and then we're like, huh, alright, let's go inside. We go inside and moment we get past the door, there's the guys that were playing, you know, from UK. So okay. we're talking to them, and we're, like, bullshitting our way. We're like, all right, guys, so we're here to help load up. What do we do? <laughs> they bought it, you know, because we were, you know, being strategic and, you know, choice words, you know. Right. Anyway, so we go up front, and then when that's when, you know, we meet with the actual crew that's loading up, and they're like who are you <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> so we uh we got booted from there we go walking out and then we stop where we met the uk guys they're still there bullshit and talking. they're like all right guys well our work's done here so you guys have a good night we is <laughs> so we leave but
0: that's pretty fun it though. was
1: it was fun it was a, crazy right
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think I I got my ticket signed by Waylon at that show, mm-hmm. and at a different show, I got, you know, the dude with the fucking, like, sharp teeth, and he does this, mm-hmm. the, like, sound bites and stuff. I got his autograph on a CD. Yeah. So, it was...
1: You know, Waylon, if I remember, he came out and stood with us while, yes. we, were, while we were outside smoking. Yeah, he... I he, used to smoke big time back then.
0: Oh, okay. But... Yeah, no, he he went out in the crowd after the show and everything, so mm-hmm. it was, it was that was one of the best shows I've ever been to, honestly. Oh, yeah. Especially, Absolutely. like, for the first time of seeing a band, and you didn't expect how they would turn out, and it was like, damn.
1: Right. So. I love the shit out of that band.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I was kind of, you know, I was a fan of them. After that show, I was a big fan. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so. And now Jeffrey Nothingface, who's, like, the founder of that band. He's not even in it anymore. Mm-hmm. But their last their last uh, single they put out was actually pretty good.
1: Really? I, so. I'll be honest. I haven't followed them now for a few years. you got to listen. What was that? 2014 when they were here? Something like that. Something like that.
0: you got to listen to... I'm, I'm sure you've heard a few of their songs from that album, but The Righteous and the Butterfly is one of the best albums. Like, that's one of my all-time favorite albums from them, so...
1: I think I have that album. Actually. Okay, that's <laughs> their.
0: That's one of my favorite albums. The other one before that too. I can't remember, uh, Beautiful children and ugly stories mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that's a great album. That's too. a good album too. that yeah the the new or the other one, uh, righteous and the butterfly that had Waylon and um the original J-Man, mm-hmm. the original heavy vocalist. So all three of them were on that. And then Waylon left for whatever else. Mm-hmm. And then Jeffrey left. And now it's like everybody's just leaving. I don't know. I hate when bands do that. Yeah. And like Drowning Pool. Drowning Pool's another band that's just can't keep a consistent vocalist. And so like whoever they have now is I'm not even into it anymore. Right.
1: It's like just quit it while you're ahead. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I love I love telling concert stories. <laughs> Uh, let's see this guitar, man. Oh, yeah. I haven't even I gotten to see it yet. I kind of forgot that they brought it along. <laughs> let me get up here. Oh. Drew. Do I have to use the restroom first? Yeah, go. go. All right, I'll it right I'll, uh, I'll riff on it. So, Drew just got a new acoustic guitar. We're going to take a look at that here when he gets back from taking a leak. In the meantime, let me go ahead and take this opportunity to tell you folks to go onto Facebook and look up a band called Cutthroat. That would be mine and Drew's band. Um, I'll have this podcast posted on the page anyway, but make sure to go check out Cutthroat if you have not already. Like us and keep updated on anything that would be show-related or anything... Because we're gonna have other shows coming up. Uh, hopefully, we'll have music available soon, and then by that time, we will probably put out a YouTube channel as well, and probably a SoundCloud and all that stuff. We'll have it available everywhere. But keep updated on our Facebook. So go check us out there, and you'll be updated on all things related to the band.
1: My bad. No, no, you're good. Tears running through me.
0: I'm used that's that's why I do the solo shows too so I can be used to all that stuff too right. okay. yeah we'll see if we get drew over here to play us a couple of you can if you haven't heard yet which you should have heard by now you'll get to hear some of drew's legendary guitar playing
1: what is that that is a humidifier you just uh oh that's cool. You fill up a sponge with water that it comes with. You put it in the case and you let it sit.
0: If you I couldn't hear like- him, he said, "There's like a humidifier in the case." Yeah. That, because it's, it's just to keep the wood nice,
1: or yeah, it's it's to keep the wood moist so it doesn't dry and crack out. A lot of times with acoustics, you know, if they, if they don't if they're in a really dry atmosphere, they'll crack along here. Or even worse yet, you go to change your strings and the glue will kind of loosen up on this bridge. So you'll you put your strings on and you tighten it down and the whole bridge goes. Oh wow. It's it's catastrophic. Huh. Ask me how I know. Oh <laughs> well
0: <laughs> obviously by experience.
1: Do you have a pick or I don't uh when it comes to acoustic I don't ever use one. Oh really? Okay. Well that's cool. Kinda of one of my weird, quirky things. So, I just wanna get a look at this
0: guitar. That's a nice I like it.
1: Yeah, it's uh the Yamaha Transacoustic it's not the higher-end one. There's this one, which is uh, it's a solid wood top. And the rest of it here is like a laminate. The neck, of course, is a solid wood. But uh, one of the cool things about it is it has onboard effects. So it's got, like, onboard chorus flange and on, onboard uh, reverb. Uh, and it is an electric acoustic, too. So if I wanted to, I could hook it up uh, That's cool. where the peg is, where you'd put a strap. Yeah. It, I could plug it in there and play through on the acoustic amp do a show with it if I needed to and the uh, the effects they are uh, I don't remember how to do this now oh wow they are it's just battery powered is all it is that's pretty cool and it's just double A's thank god because most of the time you get sh- you get stuff like this and they'll uh, they'll use a 9 volt yeah and it gets uh, stuck in the sound hole so really you gotta reach your hand in there and trying to find a blah 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 it's no fun Let's we'll hear this thing. So, yeah, we'll do, I'll uh, we'll just make a little bit of noise Yeah. Here. <laughs>
0: you show or you were telling me about that how that has that effect on that
1: yeah it's it's crazy because it just comes right out of the sound hole you're not plugged into anything right that's crazy that was like the biggest selling point for me is like i I really want that one (laughs) yeah you know that's awesome where'd you get it at guitars and amps okay i always deal with with jay over there uh shout out to guitars and
0: amps Mm hmm Check them out. Yeah, those for, guys are
1: awesome. If you play guitar or you, any instrument, really, those guys go see for sure. They right always on the street, you fair?
0: Hell oh, yeah! Let's hear some more stuff.
1: Uh, I don't really know what to play.
0: Uh, just I'll play something. Just make it up. You're good at that. I know. A hidden gem that is no longer <laughs> hidden. Uh, the yeah, lead guitar hard. player of Cutthroat, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> I thank you.
0: I thank you. I think that'd be a good spot to end on right there. Yeah. Nice jams to to lead us out with. Um, anything you want to say before we sign off on this, bad boy?
1: Yeah, just thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I hope to see some of you guys out there at the shows and whatnot when we uh, we're back out again. Hopefully soon So hopefully we'll be playing that
0: New year's show That seems to be determined So we will let everybody know But to find out Go to Facebook Check out the Cutthroat page And stay tuned For the Drew Brewery Coming sometime down the road
1: (laughs) Hopefully Yes sir
0: Uh, Thank you all for watching Make sure to like, share, subscribe Cheers my friend And don't forget (laughs) folks Life's a garden Dig it Dig it